And we are recording in progress. Recording with the one, the only, Miss Claire Lopez on Friday, February 17th, 2023, at 5 44 p.m. Eastern Time of Lopez Liberty LLC. As always, your Twitter, all of your writings are in the description. Go follow Claire. Um, but because it is kind of can't really ignore it i mean just like the balloon story you can't really ignore the our uh, up and coming made in america chernobyl out in ohio and uh what seems to be a current refusal of federal aid from the current administration although i think and i'm trying to get it correctly i think the governor of ohio originally refused aid but then doubled back and requested it and now he's being refused i just want to get the story correct i don't want to be a hysteric you know, it Biden bad across the board. I want to have some sort of, uh, some sort of rational mind to go about it. But uh, Ms. Lopez, what is going on? Right. So uh, this this crisis in East Palestine, Ohio, which is near the Pennsylvania Ohio border, uh, began on February the third. So we're we're talking two weeks ago now already, two full weeks. And um, several cars from this very long, 150 car long uh, train, 18,000 tons of, of train, several of the cars derailed. And they were carrying a deadly load of a chemical called vinyl chloride. It's an ingredient that is used to make a polyvinyl chloride piping, for example, that you might be familiar with. Uh, there were also other chemicals on board that train. And um, after a, a little while, I guess it was determined that uh, some of the vinyl chloride uh, in one or more of those overturned cars uh, was building up in a way that could lead to a catastrophic explosion. And so um, Norfolk Southern, that is the railroad involved, the railroad company that's involved here, Norfolk Southern decided that the best way, and in consultation uh, with Ohio State uh, officials, decided that the best way to deal with that was to leak the chemical out of the car, cars, um, and then set it all on fire. And that's what they did. And we've all seen those horrific images, the photographs, the the, the videos um, of the plumes of of, of toxic smoke rising into the air, the flames. Um, and the thing is that what you're getting at there, Tommy, is that, um, you know, in the period of time since then, which is two weeks, not only has no senior federal official visited the site of East Palestine, this devastated town, um, but as you as you mentioned, uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine made a request yesterday, that would be February 16, um, to the Biden administration for FEMA assistance, Federal Emergency Management uh, Administration assistance, and was flat turned down. You don't qualify. People of East Palestine don't qualify. Now, other assistance is, is coming in, yes, but why not FEMA? Why hasn't Department of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg been to the site to visit these people, to reassure them of what is being done, to safeguard them, their environment, their water, their air, and their families? 
why has the president, Joe Biden, not only not visited, but not even talked to the people of East Palestine? This is the trouble. What, if anything, could be the reasoning behind that? Is it is it simply incompetence? Is it hatred for a red state? Is it is it just bad PR? I mean, there's like what's behind it? Not, again, not that you have well, you know, the ball. Uh, I I was just before coming on the air with you, Tommy. I was listening um, to an interview with uh, Victor Davis Hanson uh, on TV, and uh, he he was quite quite blunt about it. Uh, he basically said that the folks who live in East Palestine are not the same kind of folks who live in Beverly Hills, Martha's Vineyard, I don't know, Silicon Valley. They're hardworking, working class people. They're not deemed worthy. They're not deemed uh, sophisticated enough. Uh, they're the deplorables of, of uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, they're the ones left behind or to be left behind because they're just, they're just, you know, the Walmart people. And that is so insulting. These are the salt of the earth people. These are Americans. They're our fellow citizens. These are the ones who are working hard every single day to raise their families, put food on the table and provide for us, their community and the rest of us, what we need, you know, for, for everyday life. And yet, because they have a voting record that the elites in this country don't approve of, says Victor Davis Hansen, they're not worthy of FEMA assistance or a Department of Transportation secretary visit to the site or a mention by their president. That's what Victor Davis said, and I, I can't disagree with him. Is he, is he just for my own clarification? Is he saying that in a sarcastic manner, or is he saying that in like a no, no, no? He he was very serious about that. He meant that. Well, I mean, I mean, sarcastic in the sense that, I mean, obviously these are salt of the earth people. These are patriotic American citizens. They're our fellow citizens. All of that, but this is how the elites look at them. That's what I mean. Look down on them. You know. That's what he was saying. He's saying this is how they look at him. He's not saying I personally think there should be left no, 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 no. Okay, no, I just just for him. my own just for my own clarification. No, not him, not us. Yeah. Um, but but so you know the 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 the, the coast the, the the coastal blue state people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So to look at obviously that's one thing is the response. Uh, the cause is this as simple as it's because I have to look at Occam's razor and go, you know, we do have a bad infrastructure and is are these just corporations cutting corners? That's not a wild idea. Is this, and I've, you know, I just had on a, a former uh, paramilitary uh, agency guy and he's floating the idea of, you know, is this sabotage? This is absolutely kind of the, what is it, tertia optima, where it's not peace and it's not all out declared war. Is this sabotage? I mean, we don't have a southern border. It's not just Hispanics coming through. Is is that an idea, or is that is that instantly jumping to the most? Insane? Well, we we really we really don't know that. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll tell you what got my attention, Tommy. And this was a statement yesterday, um, 
from uh, Department of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who, who was speaking to the media yesterday on February 16, and said something to the effect of, well, you know, these train derailments happen all the time. There were a thousand of them last year in 2022. What? You're the Department of Transportation Secretary. Um, that that really got my attention, and I'll bet it got a lot of other people's attention, too. Yeah. I was looking it up. I, I, I think it's more than that. I think someone was saying from 1990 till now, uh, an average of, of 1,700, which in terms of intent, which is important, that it doesn't make it any better, but it does make it better in the sense of, because right now if you go to any thread on, on Reddit or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube about this derailment, I mean, every th every comment now is, are we under attack? Is this is this a coincidence? And that is an important distinction. Is it is it our own incompetence, in which case we need to fix that, and that's depressing, or is it... Uh, this is a coordinated attack. This is modern warfare. And that's, well, I don't have the answer to that. And I know you I've, don't know I've read, you know, some uh, accounts um, that, um, that, that say that there have been problems, not just with Norfolk Southern, the railroad company involved, um, you know, but this particular train line uh, previously um, and that uh, problems were left go um, they were not um, addressed uh, and taken care of. But again, uh, you know, that, that responsibility is yes for the railroad company here involved, Norfolk Southern, other railroad companies too. But it is also, you know, the responsibility of the National um, Safety Transportation Board. Um, and it is the responsibility of the Department of Transportation and um, uh, the secretary of the Department of Transportation. And this is kind of sad, but will we see any action taken because of the direction of the plume and that it is going to the kind of elite coastal cities? Well, you know, the um, the various uh, federal agencies involved, I you know, I mentioned the, the uh, uh, National Transportation Safety Board um, and others are conducting both air and water tests. They keep uh, well. They've actually they've actually contracted that testing out to a company uh, of their choosing. Uh, those tests are coming back um, as uh, negative. However, there are other videos online uh, that are coming in from East Palestine showing. Uh, dead animals, uh, dead fish, dead uh, frogs um, in the water, in the, in, in the uh, creeks nearby. Um, they are talking about, uh, they're interviewing people from East Palestine who are suffering uh, all, all kinds of, of symptoms from rashes to headaches to, to uh, you know, other reactions that followed the derailment um, and, and, and the burnoff of, of the uh, dangerous chemicals. One of the results of, of burning vinyl chloride um, is that, uh, and, and I'm not a chemist, but as best I understand it, uh, there's a chemical reaction uh, with, with moisture, with water, with humidity um, that, that would be carried in the air, in the atmosphere, uh, and that um, spreads all around and, and may well be, um, you know, behind some of these symptoms that, that these people are experiencing, these are real. 
um, you know, videos of, uh, you know, Senator J.D. Vance, for example, ha has been there to visit to East Palestine, down to, to the water uh, creeks. And um, I, I don't know if it was uh, Senator uh, uh, Vance um, or it was someone else, but tossed a rock in, yeah. into one of these little creeks, right? You maybe yeah. saw it too? Yeah. And all uh, kinds of rainbow colored what would you call them? Um, Looked like an oil slick coming up from oil the water. Oil slick looking, um, uh, yeah, phenomena rose to the surface of the water. It was obviously not safe water to drink. Um, the uh, recommendation from uh, the governor, Mike DeWine, uh, and others is for people to continue uh, drinking from uh, bottled water. What about the animals? You know, what about people with farms and, and animals on those farms that need a lot of water every single day. Where, where does that come from? Um, so, uh, you know, the, the results, I think, are going to be long-term. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I think this is going to wind up in the courts, and with good reason. These people have every reason, um, you know, to, to, to bring their cases of harm, uh, health maleffects uh, to the courts if they cannot get satisfaction any other way. Um, but that that's where this is going, I think. And this is also <clears throat> not vetted, and I haven't find it, found out if it's true, so take it with a grain of salt. But I guess there are like lawyers advising the people there to not sign whatever the EPA is going around mm -hmm. trying to get them to sign. Because I think right now there are people who are just kind of, you know, in the fog of a disaster, no pun intended, or are just signing this thing because whatever the government officials here and they they might be signing away their rights for for legal yeah but, reportedly uh what has happened is when the, this company good. comes to a a residence a, a home uh and says uh you know we'd like to test your your home's air your your water uh please sign this um this uh, this waiver um absolving everyone and anyone of any responsibility for anything and you know the the the, the folks don't know uh, and they want their water and their air tested. And I've heard reports that some several hundred already have signed waivers like this. That is to waive their right to to any kind of um, litigation, suits, lawsuits, or, or holding the railway um, or anyone else uh, in the federal government responsible or to account for what's happening to these people's lives. At what point is it no longer out there to assume that there is an intentional weakening of the United States from the inside, from selling off our strategic oil reserves to having no southern border to the innumerable food processing plants and train derailments to the incursion of through our own sovereign airspace of a Chinese spy balloon? At what point do we have to start rationally examining that this is destruction from the inside and that's obviously well, I mean, my I, opinion that's my own it's that's my own speculation not yours yeah i i certainly think that um we have every right to hold accountable uh, the biden administration for a number of disastrous decisions um that that administration has taken over the last couple of years um let's begin with the disastrous uh retreat out of afghanistan uh, turning over billions of dollars of top of the line uh, American technology and weaponry to the Taliban. 
um, you know, that set the stage for uh, rogues of the world to, and friends and allies, to see the United States as um, in decline, um, as um, withdrawing power and influence uh, from the world on purpose, deliberately, and bring it home then. And, and you're talking about throwing open the southern border to an invasion of millions upon millions of illegal aliens coming in uh, since the Biden administration took office. Those are deliberate decisions, um, as is this decision uh, by the Biden administration, and in particular FEMA, um, to deny um, assistance to the people of East Palestine. Um, as for you know, some of the other phenomena that we've been watching, um, you know, the uh, disasters, the, the fires uh, and so forth at, at different food processing plants and, um, you know, uh, poultry uh, facilities, hard to say. Uh, what I don't know is how this year or last year might compare graphically on a chart sure. with previous years. I don't know that. No, that's uh, and I think that's the comparison that would have to be made. Um, but it does seem, uh, and, and with good reason, you know, that there there is a cluster of um, uh, events uh, detrimental to, um, you know, the well-being of of, of 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 us, of all all of us Americans. Uh, a cluster of of such events that that um, seems to be just getting worse and worse. And then, of course, you know, the uh, Chinese Communist Party balloon caper. Yeah. Yeah. That, that nice little cherry on top. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I, and again, I, I, I don't know, someone might, someone might show me a, a chart of food processing plants, f fires for the last 60 years. And now I'm looking like an idiot. Like that's, that's, that's more than likely that often happens with this show, but I don't know. I guess my, the spidey sense is starting to go up where it just seems like, I don't know, a lot of things that are all we keep flipping a coin and every time it lands in favor to our enemies and that to the uh, detriment of us. Yeah. I mean, undoubtedly a lot of that um, accountability must be laid uh, at the sure. feet of this administration and the people appointed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And just again, for disclaimer that, that those are my opinions and not, not Ms. Lopez's. Um, but so realistically, what can be done about this is it just do you have to let it be a controlled fire? I don't know anything about this and I don't even want to pretend to know that I know how to deal with hazardous materials derailed from trains. I have, I have no idea. I, I barely make it through each day making my own bed and cooking dinner. Like I, I like is there do do you know that like what is this the best case like burning is that, is a controlled burn the least worst scenario? Well, I do know what the official said um, that uh the, the 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 pressure inside of some of the derailed railway cars was building up to the point that uh, they feared an uncontrolled uh, explosion uh, of those railway cars. And that's why they leaked the fluid out of the cars in the first place. But then the decision how to dispose of the leaked vinyl chloride and I guess other chemicals too, um, that question was resolved uh, with the decision uh, to burn it off. Now, again, I'm I'm not an authority on this either, um, but 
that was a, an extremely detrimental decision to make for the people in the vicinity of, of that, that railway uh, car derailment. And even though they evacuated people within just a simple one mile radius to begin with, although people further out also left, but then they told them, come on back within a couple days. Uh, was that the best decision? I don't know. Um, but what is what is what is so um, unsettling, I think, for the people of East Palestine, as well as the rest of us watching from around the country, is what appears to all of us like uh, disregard, like, um, you know, a, a, um, a, a disregard for the people who live there, for their lives, disruption, uh, for what might be the long-term consequences for them and their children of exposure to this air, uh, which drifts, by the way, yes, as we know, the wind blows it um, in, in, in you know, further directions. Not, it's not just clustered and doesn't just stay above the railway cars, it, it drifts. So what are the long-term consequences? Um, what about the water? What about you know, any of these chemicals or the, the residue or the fallout from the burn you know, getting into the soil, crops, farmland. Um, these are the things that that uh, the people of East Palestine and, and areas where the water and the air uh, are affecting and will affect, you know, for, for quite some time to come. And we don't know how long. Um, these are the kinds of questions that people have every right to expect to be answered. And those answers aren't forthcoming. And I think that's... Um, that's of a pattern, you know, that we saw uh, with with the balloon incident, um, that there was an unwillingness on the part of our, our senior officials, not just Norfolk Southern, the railway, but EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, FEMA, um, the White House, the Department of Transportation, uh, a reluctance um, to to show concern and compassion for these people whose lives are affected now and might be affected on down the road. They deserve to know what the best health experts, environmental experts uh, believe will be the result of, of you know, the burn, the, the, the air, the water, uh, traveling uh, over, over distance and, and over time. Um. I don't know if it's accurate, but did you see, I think today, they said that the official lines between the Chinese Communist Party Military Command and the U.S. Military Command uh, have been cut? I don't mean like physically cut. I mean, they're, they're not talking like as of today. Well, we, we certainly know that, you know, going back some days actually now, um, when our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, tried to call uh, his counterpart at the Ministry of Defense uh, in, in China, um, Chinese wouldn't pick up the phone, wouldn't return his phone call. And uh, that goes back several days now during uh, the height of, of um, the Balloon objects, um, yeah, uh, saga. I don't know, I have not heard that that situation has been um, rectified so far. Uh, there's been no update on that, but the report that came out several days ago was Chinese weren't picking up the phone for our defense uh, secretary. Not a good thing. 
Can you imagine that at any point in the last 50 years, a country not picking up the phone from the United States Secretary of Defense? Is that even I mean, the disrespect that that shows um, is, is significant, I think. Well, uh, it shows that not only did the Chinese Communist Party, um, you know, send this balloon, a directed balloon uh, course over U.S. sovereign territory, did not apologize for it, uh, took responsibility for it. I'm talking about the first incident now, the balloon. And the only one we know for a fact was actually a balloon. Mm -hmm. um, talking about that one. Um, you know, that that they were so confident, the Chinese were so confident that uh, not only would our senior leadership in the White House, in the Pentagon, uh, ignore the violation of American sovereignty that, that that balloon traversing the entire width of our country represented, but that they could basically get away with then turning around and blaming the United States for, uh, I guess what they, what did they say? A unnecessary escalation or something to that effect. Um, because finally, after many days, when that balloon uh, went off of the, uh, the east coast of South Carolina into US territorial waters there in the Atlantic, uh, we shot the thing down, finally. Uh, but they were they were so con I mean this is this is the absolute definition of chutzpah. Uh, not only we're going to fly our balloon, which by the way had very sophisticated um, sensor systems for uh, eavesdropping on communications as they passed over and, and nearby our sensitive military installations, but also a very high resolution uh, camera for taking photos of those places as it passed across the entirety of our country. Uh, not only did, did China, you know, uh, I guess have, have, have the, uh, the confidence that they could get away with this without being held to account in any serious way, but then they turned around and, and as I said, had the chutzpah to blame us for eventually uh, shooting the thing down. Um, this is not the kind of relationship that the United States needs to have with China. It's not the kind of relationship that we had uh, during the four years of President Donald Trump uh, when uh, this never would have happened, among other things, that never would have happened. Uh, but it's, it's uh, very unsettling to realize that under the Biden administration, uh, the Chinese Communist Party um, you know, feels uh, that it can get away with just about anything. Uh, and the question, of course, is what next? And as you said, uh, the disrespect, well, respect is earned. That, you know, if they're not picking up the phone, it's because they're, they're feeling themselves as well as they should. Why would you fear us right now? That's, that's what respect comes from. Well, and this, this gets to looking ahead. You know, this was in every respect a trial balloon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what's next? And we know, of course, that um, Xi Jinping and uh, the CCP, the PLA, People's Liberation Army, uh, are are gauging uh, their future course of action with regard to Taiwan. Does this give them any pause? This kind of situation give them any kind of pause when when they decide. When, how, whether 
to to make a, a, a grab uh, for Taiwan? Is there any credible deterrence left that would give the the Chinese Communist Party any kind of pause in 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 pursuing those plans uh, that they we know that they have to to seize uh, Taiwan? Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it at all. Yeah, and the idea that they're not looking ahead a month, a year, a decade. If anything, I would give credit to the Biden administration in that aid to Ukraine showed that we would aid a country being invaded. So maybe that would make them yes. think twice, twice of Taiwan. Yes, but you know, in the lead up to Putin's invasion of, of Ukraine just about one year ago now, in February of 2022, we had the time, we had the window of time during which we could have bolstered Ukrainian defenses in a very serious way, but we didn't. And I think the reason was that uh, it was thought, uh, and I'm speculating here a little bit, but thought that when, if, you know, were Russia to invade Ukraine, it would be over very quickly. You know, they would topple um, the, uh, the Zelensky government in Kiev. Uh, they would go on to seize the entire country and there's not much anybody could do about it. That apparently was the assessment. And so in that period of time leading up to the Russian invasion, that critical period of time, when deterrence might have been established by uh, sending defensive weaponry to Ukraine then, that wasn't done. And only afterward, when it was seen how courageously uh, the Ukrainians and, and their their president, Volodymyr Zelensky, would fight, you know, for, for the independence, for the sovereignty, for the nationhood uh, of Ukraine. When that was finally understood, then we started sending more and more defensive weapon systems. Well, we're in that window of time right now, before Taiwan uh, is invaded, is attacked by Beijing. This is the time, this is the window when serious credible deterrence could be established, should be established. Now, yes, we can see that there are uh, US government um, uh, talks uh, and, and, and agreements being made with, with the Philippines, for example, uh, to bolster military defenses there uh, in the Philippines. Uh, bolstering uh, defensive capabilities on Guam as well. Um, hopefully, um, you know, discussions among our friends and allies of the region, the Quad as it's called, uh, India, United States, Japan, and Australia, other allies to include uh, the British, um, South Korea in the region right there, uh, the Philippines, um, and others, Indonesia, uh, right there in, in, in the region. But now's that window of time when credible deterrence could be built up and must be, uh, you know, in a way in a way that would make Taiwan uh, a porcupine, too, too spiny to digest. That, that's the objective. Um, but, you know, what what is the messaging that that's going out? Um, in many ways, it's not a messaging of credible deterrence.
I hope they do. I hope. I mean, I hope we put an end to this before it keeps going. But I don't. I don't. I'm a pretty optimistic guy, but I don't really see any silver linings to any of this. I don't know. Well, I'm. I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, going to give up on it yet. Okay. Um, but but I do think that that programs like this one, and thank you for for doing this, Tommy, uh, but also other media, um, both you know uh, broadcast and and written, uh, internet, uh, social media, uh, and uh, you know a drumbeat of that coupled uh, with statements, uh, with with hearings to be held in now the Republican held uh, House of Representatives in the U.S. Congress. Just um, you know, a um, a gathering, a, a, you know, a, a drumbeat of of uh, you know this this kind of messaging. I think it's important right now. Yeah. Well, guess nothing to do but keep trying. Um, but with that, Miss Lopez, I said we wrap this one up. As uh, I think we covered every aspect of this topic that we could. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you as thank always you. for coming on here and speaking your wisdom and making me look smarter by proxy. So I appreciate that. Good to be with you. Thank you, Tommy. Yes, ma'am. As always, everybody, go to the description, go follow Claire on Twitter, all that good stuff. Until next time, Ms. Lopez, thank you so much. God bless everybody. Recording Stay stopped. Stay safe out there. Peace.